listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Aren't you glad that God always wants to do new things in your life? He loves to build upon the foundation that you have, but he wants to do new things in your life. That's what he wants to do. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Isaiah 43. And I'm just going to exhort you this morning. I'm going to share with you and charge you uh, for this year. Kind of give you uh, something that we need to do. What God's, I believe what God is telling us in the beginning of this year, what he's doing, what we need to do. I believe it's for uh, every year, but really I believe it's really important this year more than anything else uh, is for us to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? And, and, you know, every year I talk about right division, and I t- tried to talk about that Wednesday night. God kind of interrupted and did some things. And if you don't know what that exactly means, writing the vision means you need to write down goals and dreams that you have. Don't let, uh, you know, everything that got stopped last year stop you from believing for a vision and having a vision for the future. You know, I mean, right down, you're going to take a vacation. You're going to be able to go outside and enjoy it, too. Hallelujah. Right down, glory to God, you're going to be able to, to, to purchase things or to have things and to do things. Right down, you're, hey, you know what? We're going to be able to have fellowship again. Of course, we've been having fellowship, but have fellowship again and do stuff and connect with people. You know, I think what we need to do and what we need to, you know, my title this morning, which is the Lord's just really been uh, just burning it on the inside of me. My title is, is that we need to understand that we have a declaration of dependence, not a declaration of independence, but a declaration of dependence upon the Lord. We are dependent upon him for everything that we do. Amen. Thank God that we're independent from the world. So you can have a declaration of independence that we're separating. We are breaking our ties with the world and all the other things. We don't need permission from the world to do anything. Amen. We don't need permission from anybody to do what we do. Amen. We are children of heaven, but we've got to have a declaration of our dependence upon God. Jesus said this. He said, I can't do nothing except the Father tells me what to do and the Father shows me what to do. Well, if Jesus couldn't do anything without hearing from the Father, where does that leave you and I? We can't do anything without being led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Amen? But this is not a year to talk about, guess what God's going to do? I'm not here to tell you what God's going to do. This is not a year of telling you what God's going to do. He's going to go in. No, that's, that's gone. This is a year to tell you what God is doing right now in our lives. It's a declaration year. It's to declare. Don't get it so much on the dependence of God. Get it on the declaration. Because we've got to declare. We've got to decree. Amen? I looked at the word decree. and went through the whole Old Testament, New Testament, looking at all the word decree. And, you know, it's amazing. That word is connected with kings all the way through. And it's connected with kings or it's connected with God. And God connects it with us. And he tells us, you know, there in Job, in Job chapter 22 and verse 28, you're there and I say, you're okay, I'm preaching. You just relax and enjoy that scripture right there. It's a good one. He said, we don't know which scripture it is. Doesn't matter. You're in Isaiah 43. It's a good. You can go down to verse 25 and 26. But uh, anyways, in, in Job, it says, chapter 22 and verse 28, it says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established in your life. And then light's going to come and shine upon your path. Amen. 
You're going to be the one that decrees something. Remember what I said? God's word can never change. Do you remember when uh, there was a, a, they made a law in Daniel's day that said, hey, you can't pray to anybody else and whoever prays is going to you know, be thrown to the lion's den. And when the king found out that Daniel was still praying and they came and said, hey, listen, it's the law of the king. You can't change the decree. You can't change your word because it's the word of a king. And if you change your word, the king is no longer sovereign. Can't change his word. So what did the king do? You know, he, Daniel had to go in there. He said, oh, Daniel, hopefully your God's greater than my word. Aren't you glad that God is greater than man's word? Yeah. Hallelujah. God is greater than anything. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. We, we see these things. And God decreed or he declared what he wanted us to do in his word. But he wants us to side in. Our total dependence is upon the word of God. So we take the word of God and we apply it to our lives. And we are the ones that declare what kind of year we're going to have. We are the ones that's going to declare how, what kind of church we're going to have, what kind of life we're going to have. And we are the ones that are going to declare what, what God is going to do here in our midst. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to allow God. And you know, the wonderful thing is, the more that we declare, the more that we get in unity, the more that we get in agreement, look out. It's going to be an open heaven. The power and the presence of God. Amen. The goodness of God, the blessing of God is upon us today. Today, God wants to touch your life and heal your body. Today, God wants to bring a revelation of truth to you. God wants to reveal who he is to you. Amen. God's desire is to do that. God said, hey, I want to do this. Amen. And every time God wanted to do something, you know what he did? He said something. He said something. Do you know that every time God wanted to do something in the earth after the cross and after all the you know, after Adam fell, but in all, he would have to get man to say something. I tell you, the book of Ezekiel is a wonderful book. You know, it's kind of a tough book to read, but when you go through, one of the greatest things is that the word of the Lord came unto him saying, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, and then God would always ask Ezekiel a question. He'd say, Ezekiel, can this happen? And Ezekiel was smart. He'd say, Lord, you know, (laughs) he was smart, you know, hallelujah. I mean, we get over to where Jesus asked Philip a question and says, hey, you know, let's feed these folks. And Philip says, we can't feed these people. Not even, I mean, a year's worth of wages. There's way too many people. We don't have anything. All we got now is a little boy's lunch. And what is that among so many? He's, he's talking negatively and everything else. He's not like Ezekiel. He said, the Lord asked a question. And Ezekiel said, you know. And what Philip should have said, okay, Lord Jesus, how do we do that? See, instead of when God speaks to our heart and God tells you something, don't turn around and say, well, you know, we can't do that. You ought to say, Lord, you know, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? It's not I'm going to do it. How are we going to do this? How are we going to make this happen? And we have got to be the ones that begin to decree and to declare what we believe God wants to have in our lives. Amen? What God wants. God is telling us that there's a dependence upon God that we have to have. And he's not hidden anything from us. He's not. He's unveiling some things to us. Amen? And guess what? There's some mystery that's going to be unveiled. And God's called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for what he's doing. So it's not about what he's going to do. It's what he is doing right now. We're going to get faith in now. 
We know faith is past, present, and future, but faith in the now is what creates something for us now. How many of you just want to have joy now? You want to have peace now. You need peace when you need peace. You need strength when you need strength. Amen. Yes, we get to stand by faith, but here's the key. When you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, things happen. And here's the key. Because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. We're not looking out here for any strength. We're looking in here for any strength. You've not hid the righteousness of God in your heart. You've got that. You've not hidden it. It's there. You know that you are the righteousness of God, that you are the body of Christ, that you are Christians, that you are the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And when somebody says, hey, you think you're something, you say, yes, I am. Because I got the great I am living and dwelling on the inside of me. Yes, I am. I've got peace. I've got joy. I've got no fear. Hallelujah. Because of what God has done in my life. And let me tell you what God is doing. Let me tell you what he's doing. He's refining us. He is molding us. He's stirring our hearts. He's reminding us that glory to God, what we have is far greater than anything the world has to offer. Amen. I mean, we see the truth of the word of God. You can't buy peace. You can't buy joy. Now, you can buy happiness. You can get happy about some things till they get old. It's like somebody said, the greatest day of his life was when, when he bought with the boat was when he first bought it. The best day of his life is when he sold it. Because <laughs> it just kept costing him money. You know, things like, when, when we get things, we go, oh, that makes us happy. But then things wear out. But joy, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes, joy is on the other And a man has, he, he draws it out and with joy. He draws out the things of God. Amen? He draws it out. So we've got to decree and to declare something. And we've got to rise up and let God speak through our lips. You guys have the word of the Lord. The voice of God's going to speak through you to bring life to your life. You're going to decree and declare and just declare this is what God is going to do. This is what God is doing. Amen. It's not that he's going to, this is, he's doing it now. See, it's, 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 it's a time now. Now's the time to say, you know what? Let me tell you what God is doing, not what he's going to do. He is doing this. Amen. We're going to get out of the future. We're going to get right in the present. So are you at Isaiah 43? That was just my introduction. And don't worry, we're going to get out of here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isaiah 43. Uh, look at verse 25. I'm going to read it to you out of the King James Version, and then I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living. He said, I, even I, am he that blots out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance of his word. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified, which means that word de- declare or decree means you got to set forth your cause. Listen, God wants us to talk to him and to communicate him and work together with him. We are workers together with God. God's not going to perform any miracles without you in your life. He's going to reform him in you and through you and with you. Amen? We are going to see that when you see things, when people come to you and they're coming with fear, they're coming with worry, or they're coming with sickness, or they're coming with all, you're the one that's going to say, hey, listen, I know the answer. 
Amen. I know the answer because the answer is Jesus. The answer is the word of God. The answer is this is what I'm supposed to do. The answer is I lay hands on the sick and I see them recover. The answer is I can give you a word in due season. Let's just pray. Let's ask God. He's going to give us wisdom. He's going to give us direction. He's going to show us which door to go through. He's going to bring us divine protection. Right at this moment, in this very hour. Amen? But isn't it amazing? He said over here, and I'm going to read to you out of the New Living, he says, I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. We ought to take a seal on and just shout right there. Whew. Aren't you glad? All your lousy mistakes and unbelief and everything you did last year, you're gone. He said, Lord, thank you for forgiving me. And when you do that, God just forgives you. He says, hey, thank God. Then he says this, let us review the situation together. Let us review the situation together. And you can present your case to prove your innocence. Now, what he's saying is, is that you got to come together. Let's talk about this. You plead your side, I'll plead my side. Amen. And it's not that you're negotiating with God. You're talking and communicating and coming to the right answer that can be a blessing to both of you. Amen? That can cause some supernatural things to happen in our lives. See, see God said this. You know, in fact, go to John chapter 15 and verse 7. I can quote it to you, but sometimes you've got to see it in your, in your Bible, okay? John chapter 15 and verse 7, and I'm going to quote out of the King James because that's how I quote. quote. And uh, uh, I, I still love the King James Version of the Bible. That's still one I read a lot. I just like doing the New Living because it basically kind of breaks it down in, 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 in modern English for folks. But, you know, in, in John chapter 15 and in, in, in verse 7, hallelujah, um, Jesus makes a statement here, you know, that we can ask. And it's, it's about us, you, Amen. He tells us to do this. In fact, I'm going to turn over in the New Living because I don't, can't quote it out of the New Living. So, hallelujah. Eventually that'll come. <laughs> Amen. Notice in the King James it says, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Amen. If you'll be in me and my words will remain in you, then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. What's he saying? If you remain in him, and his word remains in you, then you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. Talking about you. Talking about you. If you remain in him, and his, my words remain in you, he said, you can ask what you will, and it will be granted unto you. Amen? I can say it over and over again, because we have such a hard time believing that God really, truly will listen to us. Thank you for your overwhelming oh, sila. Ah. But you know what? We have to do that. And, and, and listen, I understand that. For years, years, I thought, gosh, everybody knew so much more than I did. For years of my life, preaching and pastoring, I mean, I used to go to meetings or I'd just be hanging around the guys who were just so much smarter than I was. I used to think everybody knew more than I did. And I say used to, but in, in, I still think I don't know very much. But, but one thing that I realized when I was looking and watching, I'd say, Lord, man, they just, they're so smart. They're so flowery. They say everything so right. And, and they know so much more, you know. And yet, you know, and so I felt intimidated. I was like, well, am I, am I really hearing? Or would God, does God really care about me? Or does God care that what I say doesn't really count? Now, I knew it really counted for me. See, the one thing about it is, is that I found out that what I say 
means so much more to me. And what I say is what affects me, not what everybody else says. See, I can't go by what everybody else says and try to grab a hold of what they say unless I can make it mine. Amen? So I found out that, man, taking the word of God, and, and, but then what I realized is that I kept moving and growing and going because I was using what I had. I found out that a lot of people know a lot of things, they just don't use it. They talk a really great talk, but they don't walk a really good walk because they're not believing. They, they know what to say. They know how to say it. But glory to God, who cares how you say it, what you say, as long as you're using it, as long as you're believing and as long as you're taking hold of it and it's, being, and it's producing in your life. Amen? Because if we look at this and we, and we see this right here, you know, and, you know, I like the, the New Living Translation of this. says, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. You know how much wars you're going to get fought over that? You know how many people are going to be mad at you because you think you can get your prayers answered? Let me just share with you right now. Yes, and you can too. It's time to stop doubting yourself. You need to doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. When you doubt something, you go, man, I can't believe I doubted that. I just can't believe I even thought that. Amen. I know that's hard. Your thinking is, no, no, I'm always questioning myself because I was always questioning myself. Now, I still always ask myself, I, I'm, I'm, I can be the great devil advocate. I can get on both sides of the pros and the cons. I can really, you know, take both sides of the stories and beat myself up and have great conversations with me and, and get depressed. Okay. But the key is, is that I got to come to the word of God and say, what does the word of God say? What does God's word say? Because why? Because God takes his word and God hastens his word to perform it. How many know that God wants there to be a performance of it? I, I love what Mary said to the angel, you know, in Luke's gospel. Because, you know, in the King James Version, it says, when the angel said all these things, the Bible says that she said, there will be a performance of the word. How many you know that this year, and I'm declaring this. I, I, as a pastor, I know this. Yeah, we're going to have tests. We're going to have trials. going to have persecution. going to be persecuted more than we've ever been in our entire lives. It's going to be so much fun. Hallelujah. Glory to God, we're going to be classified as radical, crazy. No matter what happens this week, folks, doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with anything. Amen? Has, you know, it's going to affect our nation, but it's not going to affect our God. <laughs> He has a plan. He has a purpose. And he has called us to rise up and declare truth. I mean, in the midst of Roman tyranny, the early church, they just rose up and said, hey, we got to obey God. We can't obey man. We got to obey God. We've got a higher mandate. We've got a great commission that God has given unto us. You know, we can't be worrying about permission. Amen. Sorry. Says, well, you're just, no, I'm just telling you, it's time that we get to believe the Bible. We get to believe the Bible. We get to look at what the Word of God says. Hallelujah. But you've got to believe that when you say something by the Spirit of God, now understand this. Yeah, you're going to say a lot. And that's okay. It's okay to have a confession unto faith. And that's where you say God's going to do something. That's a confession unto faith, and that's great. The Bible talks about that. But this year is not a confession unto. This is a confession of. It's a big difference. This is when the Logos word of God, when you say, man, isn't that wonderful? Wouldn't that be great if that would happen? Wow, isn't that really good where he says, if I remain in him and his words remain in me, I can ask anything that I want, and it's going to be given to me. 
And everybody wants to clarify it. Well, now it has to be, it has, we understand that. First John 5, 14. You got to take the word of God. You get, get things in there. But Jesus was talking to his disciples in context. What was he, first John 5, 14 and 15 says, and this is the confidence that you have in him. That if you ask anything according to his word or his will, he hears you. And if you know that he hears you, then you know that you have the petitions that you desire of him. You know that he's opening up heaven. He's giving it because it's in line with the word of God. It's going to come to pass. See, we've got to declare truth of the word of God. You know, the first thing that we've got to t- declare, we sang about it here. We've got to declare that God is a good God. One of the greatest revelations I ever got in my entire life, and and I've always had this for a long period of time, I just don't know, it just was my makeup, is that God's good and the devil's bad. So watch just simple. Not many of you don't know that. You can tell by your actions. You can tell when something bad happens. You say, God, why do you allow this? Wait a minute, time out. Most of the time, you're the one that allowed it. You're the one that caused it. Wasn't even the devil's fault. Come on, don't look at me so holy. I know this. Every time in my life, when something, it's me. I can't even blame the devil. It's, I wanted it. I want it, and I messed up. And what I order, I have to pay for. What God orders, He pays for. See, if I can get you convinced that when you say, and decree the word of God that you actually believe that what you say is going to come to pass, you will totally watch what you say. You will. And you won't have to have the confession police or the, all that coming around you and saying things or anything like that. You will watch what you say because you'll know that your words are the most powerful things that you have. Our words are the most powerful things that we have. In our lives. That's why words are so powerful. Things that we have to grab a hold of. Things that we have to, to, to believe and, and, and take hold of this. Because God told us that what we say and what we believe will come to pass in our lives. Amen? You know, that's one of the things that uh, people say, well, I just don't know about all this stuff or these things here. Listen, your belief is the strongest thing you have. If you believe something, it will affect you. Amen. Amen. You know, I've seen this happen many, many times. I've seen because if people believe that somebody's put a curse on them or people believe that this person has power, then it affects them. They can lose their mind. They can have great pain and anguish. I've seen that happen in America, not just overseas, but I've seen that happen here and people because they believe it. They say, oh, you know, I mean, I had a whole coven of witches come in and sit on the front row of our church in Pittsburgh, 15 of them, and putting curses, and they said, they're putting curses on you, pastor, they're all coming in. I said, let them do it, let them do it. How can you curse whom God is blessed? I don't believe in their prayers. I don't believe in their, my God's a great God. You know, you know, nothing that they did, you know, and they left, and they left, and then nothing happened, and it was like, oh, I said, pastor, did I said, no, because see, if I don't believe in it, it has no effect on me. Amen. See, we have a situation where when you, now see, let's take it off. But when you believe it, that's why God put everything on the basis of faith. Amen. So all let me, you know what? Glory to God. The word of God says, how can you curse whom God has blessed? You don't believe, you don't allow that you take authority over the enemy. Most people don't take authority. Here's one of the biggest problems is, is that we don't take exercise our authority because we don't have enough evidence to convince ourselves that what we're saying is true. 
we don't have enough word in us to say that what we believe is true. You know, I talk about John 15, 7. I talk about 1 John, you know, 5, 14 and 15. Talk about John 16, 23 and 24 when it talks about we pray to the Father and anything we ask the Father in the name of Jesus, he'll give it to us. You talk about the goodness of God. You talk about the grace of God. Talk about the, that God placed his spirit on the inside of that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That God's made you more than enough. That God's made you a conqueror. That God's made you an overcomer. That God said that the spirit in you is greater than any spirit that's in the world. That God said he put the devil under your feet. That you can walk victoriously. That you can walk and stand in the things of God. That you are a child of God and that you're the one. The church has the authority. And when you talk about that, people go, wouldn't that be nice if that was actually true? But those are scriptures in the Bible. That is true now. That's a fact. It's truth. Those are truths that enable you to not let anybody else steal your joy, steal your peace, because that's your relationship and you're right. And you draw it up. A man of understanding draws it up and he draws it up by joy. He draws it up by the spirit of God. We look at this and we go, but most people don't exercise their authority. They let words defeat them because they don't have enough evidence to convince themselves. See, if your faith isn't big enough to move your mouth, it ain't never going to move your mountain. If your faith isn't big enough for you to say something and get a little criticism, if when you declare Jesus is Lord, guess what? God is doing great things in the earth. Well, how come everybody's here? How come all this? It's because everybody's bowed down to the earth, not bowed down to God. See, it's our dependency is upon him. There's a declaration of dependence. I am independent. See, we're not, we're not denying that there's sickness. We're not denying that there's things that come against us. But there's always been things come against us. It's just up close and personal now. And you get, to, you get to believe God. You get to rise and say, no, I take authority over sickness. I take authority over fear. I take authority over the enemy. I'm not going to let anything bind me and stop me. See, because Isaiah chapter 1, you know, uh, it says this. It says, let us come, come, let us reason together. That's what he says. Come, let us reason together. He said, though your sins are like crimson and, 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 and like scarlet, he said, but I'm going to make you white as snow. Then he says, let us come in. And then he said, if you'll be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you'll just get be willing and obedient, if we'd be willing and obedient to the word of God to believe it. See, willingness is, is the attitude of the heart. You know how fast you can get willing? That fast. It don't take long to get willing. I said, well, how do I know if I'm willing? Do you mean it? Are you going to live with it? Are you going to walk in? You're going to make a decision. You're going to live with that because you mean it. You did. You're willing to do it. See, a lot of people are obedient. They go through the motions. Come to church, put on their face and go. As <laughs> long as I don't say nothing, nobody's going to know anything. But when you have a willingness, you can't help. But thank God for what his word says. And even when you come and you're hurting, you know, man, if I can just get there, the presence of God's going to touch my body. If I can just get there, I know I'm going to get encouraged. I know I'm going to get strength. And if I can just get say, hey, listen, I need somebody to pray with me. Strength. I need to come together. I need you just to encourage me. Man, if 2020 taught me, taught me anything, it's that we need to follow the spirit of God. We need to encourage one another. We need to be there for one another because they tried to separate us and get us six feet apart or eight feet apart. And they tried to stop us from being the body of Christ. And they've tried to stop us from communicating. But we, thank God we can still communicate. Thank God people still need to hear our voices. Amen? 
I mean, we need to do this. Hallelujah. We've got to get a hold of this. We've got to get a hold of the word of God. Yet we have to. Because this is a year of dependency. It's declaration of our dependence upon God to lead us and direct us. But here's how he's going to do it. Funny thing about God is he's already told us everything he's going to do. He's done. Jesus has sat down. And he's not going to get up until the father tells him to get up to come get us. He's left up all the work on earth to you and I. Because we're his representatives here in the earth. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his voice. And so it's going to be, when I said it's a confession unto faith, now it's a confession of faith. It's actually taking the Logos, which is the written word of God, and beginning to get it on the inside of us. And then when it comes out of us, it comes out of us as a rhema word, which is a spoken word, which is the Greek word for spoken word. And it comes out with power. And the word of God in your mouth is the same as God's word in his mouth. Hallelujah. Because God's word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish the thing whereunto he sent it, and it will prosper in it. It's going to do what he said it's going to do. Amen? It is God's plan and his purpose. It really, really is. You know, I thank God for what he has done. Man, I thank God for what he has done. I thank God for what he's going to do. Glory to God. Jesus is coming back. I am thanking God for all those things. But right now, I am thanking God for what he is doing in my life right now. You know, I told the men's breakfast yesterday, I said, if you, don't, if you don't know what to thank God for, if you don't know what to speak out for this year, just read Psalms 145 and the whole thing, all 21 verses, and just declare that over yourself. In fact, go there. I, I wasn't going to go there. I, I'm not going to get through any of this anyway, so we just go there. It's, 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 it's time, so let's just go. Hallelujah. I, I, you know, hey, we're all good. God's good. You know... I do study. I have all kinds of notes. I do really prepare myself. I really do. I try. Hallelujah. Anyways, Psalms 145. I read this to them. I'll read it again. Because God wants to do it. Amen? Hallelujah. First of all, first thing that we need to do is you need to exalt. The very first verse says, I will exalt you, my God and my king, and praise your name forever and ever. Listen, if you're not excited about your king and excited about God, if you can't praise the Lord, if you can't, I mean, at a drop of a hat, you can't get excited about the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to baptize you again, hold you down till the bubbles go out, till you go, yeah, this is, I like air. This is good stuff, man. Praise the Lord. And then God gave me my breath. It's your breath. It's your breath. Woo, yeah, it's every other word going to be praise God because if that's going to keep you alive then you're going to praise God amen I've got to give you a good analogy because people think you get out there yeah pray the Lord this is how I fight my battles I'm being blessed for a thousand generations so I say well you just want us to no, you know what I want you to be alive I want your salvation to mean something. And you got to quit pulling. We got to close this down here. So stop. 
I'm not going to read all this, but it's so good. Hallelujah. It's so good. No, it's so good. You guys just, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Each one, because it goes on to say, great is the Lord. He is the most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Hallelujah. See, we want to share what, remember what Gideon said? Gideon's like, where are the miracles that you did here? How come we're being oppressed by the Midianites? How come everything, where are the miracles that our grandfathers talked about, that our parents talked about? Where are all the, how come it's not? happening right now because ain't nobody saying it's happening right now ain't nobody declaring it's happening right now ain't nobody walking out and say guess what God's doing in my life right now it's always like well God's gonna oh I'm trying to press through brother I'm trying to make it let me just got some news for you you already made it and if you're born again you're seated at the right hand of the father you cannot get any higher spiritually Hallelujah, you are in Christ. And so now it's time to use the ability and the blessings of God and let's do this, amen? Okay, just get in that scripture right there. That's a good scripture. Hallelujah. It is, because if I had to go, it's not gonna work. I mean, we had communion today, so we're gonna forget that. But here, how many of you remember Jesus talking to his disciples? And we're gonna close on this. We are, we'll try to, anyways. Jesus said, who do people say that I am? He said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. This kind of, some say you're one of the prophets. Some say you're Jeremiah. And some that, but what did Jesus go on? He said, who do you say that I am? And then Peter pipes up and says, hey, you're the Messiah. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, man, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood didn't reveal it, but my father, which is in heaven, he revealed it. And now what I'm going to do is you're no longer going to be Simon. You're going to be Peter. You're going to be a rock. Well, how many of you know that rock denied Christ three times after that? How many of you know that rock said, I'm giving up the ministry, I'm going back to fishing? Amen? And aren't you glad God restored that rock? But here's here's what I want you to get. We can go a long ways on secondhand information, on secondhand revelation, of things that we've heard and things that we've thought about, things that we've talked about, things that have been spoken to us. But when you know who Jesus is, and Jesus, you know him as your personal Lord and Savior, that he is the Messiah, he is the Son of God, he is the Christ, he is the anointed one, and he has anointed you. And you get a revelation of who you are in him because you know who he is. Then it changes because firsthand revelation will make it a now gospel, a personal gospel. It is good news now that, hallelujah, I'm not going to be saved. I am saved. Hallelujah, I'm not going to be an eternal being. I am an eternal being. I'm not going to be blessed. I am blessed. The blessings of God come and overtake me. His word is forever settled in heaven and his word is forever settled in earth and it's forever settled in me when I believe it and when I declare it and when I say it and when I, my total dependence is upon it. I can't do anything without him. And I can speak this word, I can say it, but if I don't believe that he's backing his word, that when I speak the word, he'll perform the word. There'll be a performance of the word that's spoken and it's coming out of my mouth because he's going to perform it in my life. Because I believe that. He said for me to do that. He said, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, I shall be saved. He said, all of the provisions of God come by me believing in my heart and confessing with my mouth. 
and believing that what God said is true. Amen? We've got to do that. We've got to declare. It's a declaration of dependence upon him and a declaration of independence from the world. Guess what? Miracles, signs, and wonders are going to happen this year in our lives, in your lives, in this church, in this presence, because we believe that with all of our people are going to run, they're going to get born again, they're going to get healed, they're going to get set free because of the power and the presence of God, because the anointing is going to break every yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Praise God. Stand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for this amazing congregation. Thank you for all those that are watching, too. We are speaking to you, too. You're not, you're not exempt. You're here. You're watching. You're here. God is speaking. God is declaring. He is right now. And right now, we are going to do something as a body. This is Harvest Bible Church. This is the body of Christ here at Harvest Bible Church, here, right here, as a portion of what we're doing here in Stockton and Lodi. Father, in the name of Jesus, as the pastor and shepherd, I lift my voice for this congregation. I declare, and I speak by the Spirit of God, that blessings... And that's not just a frivolous thing, but blessings, your blessings. Father, you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And so it's spiritual blessings, supernatural gifts and talents. Father, things that many of here don't even know that they have an existence on the inside of them. But they're gifts, they're anointings that are going to flow. Father, we declare that we are going to be a fire spot for the glory of God that can rule and reign here, that people can come. We're a spot that takes healing, health and healing. And we thank you that we are a place for divine protection, that your hand, Father, this is a place of open heaven where the angels descend and ascend. Hallelujah. And they bring things and they create things and they bring things to us, to and fro of what we need. Father, we declare that the lost shall be saved, that there'll be a harvest of people born into the kingdom of God. Yes, 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 yes. There'll be those who believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Father, coming because of the glorious light of the gospel. And Father, thank you that we will be this generation that brings back the King. And so, Father, we do, as a one voice, as one family, and as one church raising up before you right now, we do pray for our nation. We do pray for our county, for our state, for our cities. We pray for the world. We pray, Father God, that your plans and purposes will be fulfilled. And we declare that we're going to be led by the Spirit of God. Father, we declare, hallelujah, that we are your children that we are your children. Hallelujah. Oh, and we thank you, Father God, that you do lead us. You do guide us. Father, you're the one that meets and supplies every need. You do. But Father, you are working now. You are working in our midst now. You are bringing life. Father, there are those that even here now that you're changing, you're moving, you're even healing some that are here right now. You're touching their body. Just because they made an effort to be here, 
the presence of God, the power of God, hallelujah, is touching them. And they're going to find out later, wow, hey, you know, I don't know when it happened, but it all left. It's all gone. Father, there are those that you're working on their behalf right now because they need some things to change very quickly this this month. They need some stuff to turn around. They need some things. They need some decision-making processes. But you're going to do it because they're seeking first the kingdom of God. And as we seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, all of these things will be added unto us. See, that's what we're doing, Lord. We are doing and we are declaring that we're going to follow you. And as we follow you, blessings follow us. Surely goodness and mercy is going to follow us all the days of our lives. And Lord, it's not all coming and saying it's all going to be easy and all this. But no, it is. When I say it's easy, when we stay connected to you, we stay in line with you. Yeah, there's tests, there's trials, there's tribulation. Because in the world, there's going to be tribulation. There's going to be persecution. But in the church, hallelujah, there's going to be righteousness and truth. It's going to be an oasis of where we come to get refreshed. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Father, your glory and your presence is in this place right now. You are directing each each step. Hallelujah. And you are speaking through us to touch the lives that are around us. Father, let us be laborers that go forth into your harvest today. Let us go forth not only today, but throughout this year. Let us see people born into the kingdom of God. Let us see people be restored, coming back to God. Let us see people healed. Let us be the the, the prayer answering folks that you've called us to be, that somebody is crying out for something and that we can be the answer, hallelujah, to be used by you to touch their lives. Lord, thank you for that because that's what you're going to be doing at Harvest Bible Church. Hallelujah, Lord. And Father, we declare that. We declare that. That we're going to be the church. We are going to be the body of Christ. And Lord, I honor you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. And everyone that agrees said, Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody that's saved, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. If you're saved, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah. I knew we had a bunch of wild-eyed, crazy believers in here today. And those of you that are online, listen, we have our prayer team that's going to come up here. And don't diminish and don't think, well, these folks, listen, prayer is the most powerful thing that we have. Agreement in prayer. The Bible says, if any two on earth shall agree as anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. There's power in the prayer of agreement. There's power in, in just, and yeah, we're not, we're unashamed. They'll pray for you. They're going to lay hands. I mean, we're unashamed. I mean, God is good. Hallelujah. We believe in the divine protection of God, the blessing of God because of his hand upon us. But folks, guess what? God's doing things now. He's doing something right now in your life. He's moving mountains for you. He is, and he's moving things in you going, wait a minute, I can hear. Wait a minute, I can say. My words are powerful, and my words affect me, amen? I love you all so much. We're, we're in for an adventure. I hope you're ready for the ride, amen? Because we're in for an adventure. We're in for an adventure. So I want all of our prayer team to go ahead and come out up here. And if you don't need prayer, praise God, I'm going to meet you in the back. But I still want to shake all your hands. I love you. God loves you. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to, I'm going to rephrase it. The best is now. The best is now. It's not the best is yet to come. The best is now. The best is now. And now it's going to be, you're dismissed. I love all of you. God bless you. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.